Well, let me, um, I've told a few folks, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going with today's message. I just decided that the sermon I had wasn't appropriate. And uh, Deb, will, uh, Deb has had to put up with me since Thursday, uh, saying, I know I need to do something different, but I don't know what it is. Um, is God talking to you, dear? Um, and maybe you should come give us, no, he's not asking me to give a sermon. She assured me of that. So, um, but um, I just, I just want to speak of what's been going on in my mind and then share some passages with you. Can I do that today? It's going to be a little bit different if you're visiting, um, if you're watching for the first time. This is not normally what I do. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it's what I should do. I don't know. Uh, but last week I had this nagging thing that I should say something about the virus, and, and I didn't. Uh, like many of you, I've been watching for weeks now as this has progressed, and um, I'm sure, like many of you, um, hoping that um, eventually there would be some coherent, clear message that we received. Um, that has certainly been lacking. Um, at least I have not been able to find that. Um, and um, Wednesday night, I'm watching uh, the news and the press conference and um, the cancellation or the uh, postponement of the NBA and the reality that Tom Hanks has coronavirus, and I knew we had hit a tipping point. Now, that seems crazy, doesn't it? But um, it is a reality how it takes certain things before we reach a tipping point, and we begin to realize we are living in a different and a unique time. A and it requires us to probably do some things differently. And sure enough, I, I told Deb, I, I said, um, I probably, can, can I say this in church? I, I'm going to say it. I hope I don't. I, I, I said all hell, hell is going to break loose tomorrow. Okay. Um, and that's what happened, isn't it? On Thursday, the dominoes begin to fall and people begin to react. A and um, I tell you, I struggle within myself of what is overreacting and what is being cautious. What is being uh, faithful and what is being foolish, if that makes sense. I don't know about you all. I grew up in, you all know I grew up in southeastern Missouri. And, and so I understand rural community and so... Um, I know in our rural community when something like this happened, we would be going, ain't coming here. We don't have nothing to worry about. We live out here in the country. That's all. That happens to those city folk, right? Yes? Go ahead and admit you think that way. Don't make me feel bad. Maybe it's only southeastern Missouri folks who feel that way. Um, and so part of me in the back of my head is saying, well, anything you, you do, um, you're just overreacting and being alarmist right? I also went to University of Missouri at Rolla and studied science and engineering, and so my head is saying, no, that is not foolishness, that is not overreacting. Does that make sense? And so this is a struggle in my head, um, and I don't know what the right things to do are. I will tell you, I may step on some toes with this, but if you are only getting your information about coronavirus from one network, and, and, I, and by that I mean if you were only listening to, oh, I'm just going to say, if you're only listening to Fox News over here, or you're only listening to MSNBC over here, um, realize you are not getting the full story. 
Okay? I'm sorry, but I have seen, um, I have seen uh, pastors who are telling their congregation that, um, oh, just have faith in God. Don't take any precautions. Just have faith in God. This is not a real issue. Um, just keep doing your normal life. Only people without faith are these people calling for us not to gather and do things like that. Now, I don't know about you all, but that scares me. Um, to me, that is not faithfulness, okay? I said to a few folks, you know, there is a difference between faithfulness and foolishness, okay? Like, um, it is not faithfulness to go up to a 10-story building and jump off of it and say, God will save me. That is not faithful. Even Jesus wouldn't do that, right? When he was tempted, that is not faithfulness. That is foolishness, okay? And so um, let us keep that in mind. Boy, this thing has a mind of its own. Did somebody sneak up here and do that? <laughs> so these are things that are going on in my head as I try to figure out how we should respond. But, but one thing I think is important is that we do realize that the coronavirus is a real threat. Um, and, and even if you don't think it's a threat, I can assure you that um, coming to Cameron sometime soon... The schools are going to shut down, folks. I mean, I, mean, that's going to, I mean, if the schools don't decide to do it for safety, the health department might tell them to do that. But I can't imagine that it's not going to happen at some point in time. Um, businesses, you've already seen. I mean, I, didn't, I never thought I would see this. I don't know if you've seen the news. To, Walmart is going to reduce their hours so they have more time to clean their stores. More supermarkets are doing this. More and more places are doing things differently in order to take precautions to make sure that they don't contribute to the spread of the virus. We need to do the same thing as a church. As much as, as um, I would like to, you know, I think the most important thing that we do is we gather for worship on Sunday. I think that is important. And yet, I don't think for us to continue to do it in the way that we have done it without paying attention to uh, the risk that it might pose to people is a wise or a godly or a faithful thing. Do you hear that? Now, if you, you, you know I'm not an alarmist, right? I mean, you all know that, right? Um, I would hope so. I'm, uh, as we've dealt with some of the finances in the church, you know, I've tried to, tried to um, create this balance between... Um, being wise and yet being calm. And so the question becomes, how does the church respond in times like this? We can't stick our head in the sands and, and really to say, well, we'll just, we'll just um, act like it doesn't exist and trust that God will make sure we don't get the virus. That's, a, that's one way to go. I think that's a foolish way rather than a faithful way. Um, how does the church respond in times like this? And so, um, as I was, and, and I know there are some of you in this room, uh, there are some of you in this room who still um, question what the hoopla is about. And that's okay. 
And there are some of you who, when someone coughs in a room like this, you really want to get up and run out because you're afraid that it might fall on you. And that's okay also. Some passages came to mind as I thought about this. There's this passage from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths, and he will keep your way straight. And then there's a passage from Philippians, which I think is one of my favorite. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And actually, I'm going I'm to go ahead and start at verse 4, because that's the, where the, this section of the passage begins. Um, Be glad in the Lord always. That may not sound appropriate today. But I think it is. Be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say uh, rejoice. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. And then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Jesus Christ. Do not be anxious. Do not let the fear that um, will overtake us, I believe, as more and more things happen, uh, if we um, have not put some thought into what is going on. Do not be anxious. Now notice he doesn't say don't take preparation and don't be cautious. He doesn't say don't, don't, don't. Take precautions. He doesn't say, um, don't be wise. But he says, don't be anxious. Don't allow this uncertain times that we exist in to so overwhelm us that we are unable to function or unable to think or unable to rely on God. Pray. Pray. Prayer is an important thing. It is not the only thing, but it is an important thing for us to offer up to God uh, those, those anxieties that we do have, the fears, the concerns that we do have. It is good to offer those up and to release those to God. And I can tell you that God will give us a sense of peace that goes beyond understanding. When we offer up those things that, that we are fearful of and are, become ever aware of God's presence with us, we can walk in the midst of trouble and difficult and uncertain times knowing that we do not have to know what tomorrow holds or what the next week holds but trusting that in each day God will give us the strength and the wisdom if we will stay in communication with God. You hear that? And then I want to read from um, Psalm 23, because again, I just think this is a wonderful psalm for us um, in this day. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Let us read that over to ourselves until we believe that in the deepest depths of our being. He lets us rest in grassy meadows. He leads us to restful waters. He keeps us alive. His presence with us enlivens us and gives us the strength and the courage that we need. He guides us in paths for the sake of his good name. And even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, We do not need to fear or be afraid because you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And you set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Your goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the Lord's house as long as I shall live. Now, I don't know about you, but in times of trouble, I go back to that psalm because it does remind me that in the midst of difficulty that God is with me, that God guides me, that God gives me wisdom and strength and courage, gives me direction and points me um, in the places that he would have me to go. And even in the midst of uncertainty, I can experience a a fullness of God's presence that enables me not to be anxious and overly worried about what might come or what the future might hold, because I know that God will be with me and goes with me. And then lastly, I want us to think about the the passage from John 14, 27, which comes in the midst of Jesus talking to his disciples about the fact that he is going to leave them. And he says at the end of that, peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. See, I think in times like this, the church is, is not called to be fearful or afraid. The church is called to be a a beacon to the community. The church is called to be a a, a group which seeks to um, do things that are for the best of the whole community. And so that may mean we have to think about worshiping different or uh, eliminating or including different things in our worship service. I don't know what that will look like. It may mean that we need to get used to, for a while anyway, staying home and um, listening to a worship service on video. Now, Kobe will tell you he can't believe that I'm saying that. Because when they said they wanted to put me on TV, as they said, I'm not on TV, right? I'm just on Facebook. I said, oh, Lord, no. (laughs) You mean people are going to hear what, there's going to be proof of what I said and what I did? And And he said, "Um, 
Well, I, what did you tell me? Just do it, right? Just suck it up and do it. I don't know what he told me. Get over it. That's what he said. Get over it. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about you. Get over it. There's people who need this. Um, little did I know that, that uh, we'd be at a point in this where we may be doing that for a while. Um, but, um, and so we'll all get used to that if that's where we end up. Does that make sense? Um, so again, I don't, I don't know what uh, the future holds, but I want us to not be anxious and afraid. I want us to do a wise thing, right? So, like, if you got a fever and you're coughing and hacking, please don't come to church, okay? In fact, don't go to work and don't go to the supermarket, okay? Um, there are some common things we can do that we may find if we do these things in the midst of this virus and we learn new habits, we may find that we get the flu less often and colds left often, right? Yes, Stacy's shaking her head. Yes, she works in healthcare, And so um, we may find out these things. Um, Lordy B, please wash your hands. Um, I do hospital visits. And so um, I, I have been in a habit of doing that. Before I leave a hospital, I, I wash from my elbow to the tips of my fingers for about 30 minutes. No, not that long. <laughs> a couple of minutes. Um, there are some things that we can do that make good common sense, right? Um, and, and let us take the virus seriously, but let us not be fearful. Um, if we get news and information, okay, I'm going to give you a secret. If you want to learn real things about the virus, go to the CDC's website, go to Johns Hopkins, go to uh, Harvard, um, anybody who's got other suggestions, forward those to me and I'll send them out. Do not count the last place you should go right now, in my opinion, is some of the, especially the cable news folks. Please don't get your information there. I don't care whether it's way over here or way over there. You got my drift. Um, and Lordy B, don't get it from politicians right now. I'm sorry, but... Um, I mean, I'm just sorry, but I just haven't seen um, leadership there from anybody that gives us a degree of certainty as to what we should do. Um, and that's one reason why we find ourselves where we are, I think, in not knowing exactly how to respond. Uh, if the health department tells us not to meet, um, we will not be rebels. Well, Deb says I won't be a rebel. It's hard for me. I'm just telling you, canceling these things is, is the last thing I want to do. Canceling Wednesday night is the last thing that I want to do, but I think it's the prudent thing. And as I told somebody, I'd rather be foolish for being overly cautious than foolish because um, Cameron United Methodist became the center of a virus outbreak. So I'll, that's okay. And you, you're, if you want to call me foolish, that's okay. I answer to that name, Deb will tell you that. Um, last thing I'll say, well, maybe not the last thing. Um, in, in the midst of this, though, how can we be the church? I mean, I do think th that crises like this challenge us to think about how we can be the church. A and so even though recommendations will tell you if you're 60 and older that you really should limit your exposure, uh, Deb keeps reminding me I'm 60 and older and that that applies to me. 
And I tell her, well, kind of. Um, I probably won't be your best example. Because I believe in these times uh, that as a pastor, I am not just pastor to Cameron United Methodist Church. I am pastor to Cameron community. And so as things progress, as I think they will, um, I have offered my services to the regional hospital and to the school um, to do whatever I can do to help um, whatever needs to be done. If things begin to close down, there's going to be, what, over 50% of our students are free and reduced lunch. Um, think about the issue that creates if the school closes down. Um, if there's something the church can help um, in alleviating that, I'll be on the front lines. Um, and I invite any of you who um, feel called to do that, and I say called to do that, um, to let me know that. Um, so that when that time comes, I've got groups of folks I can reach out to and say, hey, here's what the community needs. Um, let's go provide it. Okay? Does that make sense? But in, in these times, the church is called to demonstrate our faithfulness. We are called to live as if we believe the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Even though things may be going on that scare me or make me fearful, I will not let that overcome me. I will trust that God is with me and goes with me and leads me and guides me. And even if I get sick, even if I have to walk through this dark valley, I will trust that God is with me. And I will trust God's promises that God will not abandon us and will not leave us alone and even in the midst of difficulty will give us a sense of peace and purpose that passes all understanding. You see, crisis are an opportunity for the people of God to shine the light of Jesus, to be the beacon of hope, to be the hands of healing, to be the folks of compassion. And so let us commit ourselves to be that in these uncertain times. Let us pray. Gracious God, indeed, as we gather in this space and we wonder what tomorrow might hold and, and we wonder what uncertainty lies ahead of us, may we learn to trust in you. May we pl place all of our trust in you. May we surrender ourselves. And during these times of uncertainty, may we be a community that demonstrates our faithfulness by pointing to you, by trusting you, by being your hands and feet, by offering hope and healing and wholeness. In Christ's name, amen.